the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Wow, the headlines out there today are pretty dramatic for the start of the year, 2019. Tesla is going to stop selling the cheapest Model S. Hmm, get your orders in now. You want a cheap Model S or Model X, so says Elon Musk. It's all about pricing, right? Premium pricing or not. And then you don't want to taint your product if you're trying to be a luxury item or something unique by making it too cheap. It's like when you give away free tickets to a seminar. Is the value $25 and you get in for free or is it just free? Seems like a better value at $25, right? Big seminar coming up by, the way, Thursday, January 24th, first of the year. Those are always fun ones. Talk about new laws, talk about new changes, model portfolios. You can sign up at robblackshoe.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. Um, Tesla no longer going to be taking orders on the cheaper models. You get Macy's, who came out with a horrible outlook tied towards Christmas, and Target and Costco saying, Things aren't so bad. Interesting, right? So Macy's, if we were to stick with that for Uno Momentero, same-store sales during November and December were up just 1.1%, but they cut their outlook for 2018. Ultimately, Macy's has too many stores. They need to be around 400 to be the right number, so there's going to be a lot of closures. Too many stores. Now, targeting Kohl's, they didn't have a bad quarter, but they're being pulled down because of Macy's bad quarter. And it's kind of interesting because the target of Kohl's could benefit as more Macy's shut down. But that's not the way we're thinking about it. We're thinking about right here, right now, the shoppers aren't shopping. But Target says it's 2018 holiday, same-store sales were up 5.7%. Wow, that's impressive compared to the anemic Macy's, right? And they're maintaining their same-store sales forecasts. And profit outlook for 2018, which they're in the fiscal 2018 year. If you can work with that. I'm not sure you can work with that. But that ain't a bad number. Costco had a good number. Um, Now, again, with Target, you kind of see them. I don't want to call them a discounter because that's not truly what they are. But you see them as a mass retailer. uh, Purchasing power is big. And they're not selling super high-end stuff. A lot of their stuff is coming from foreign markets being made there. It'd be interesting to watch where the history of things made. Because I remember as a kid, all the electronics I got were made in Japan. And then they were made in Taiwan. And then they were made in Vietnam. Then they are made in China. And it kind of jumps around, right? Anyhow, retail shares slide as otherwise strong consumer spending didn't boost holiday sales enough is the thought. And yet, two of the three retailers I just showed you were more than fine. Uh-oh. New research shows Coca-Cola has led efforts by U.S. junk food companies to shape China's obesity policy. Uh-oh, big company behaving badly. 
Coke, PepsiCo, Nestle, and McDonald's have been funding a group to shape global obesity policies. <laughs> Isn't that just fantastic? Doritos could be part of a healthy diet, so says Pepsi. In China, the group has been able to shape policy that focuses on the role of exercise, not diet. You could eat all the sugar, you can drink all the sugary drinks you want and Doritos as long as you go out for a 10-minute walk while you're walking to McDonald's to pick up some nuggets. Yeah. We are bought and sold by the influence of powerful companies. I, I think that there is a true case to be made there. Bitcoin's collapsing today, down 6%. I'm not a Bitcoin kind of guy. Um, Ford has unveiled the new 2020 Explorer, the popular SUV's first redesign in eight years. Product. Um, reinvention of product. It um, probably wisely so, right? Ford has been very bold in some of the actions they've taken to stay relevant. And it's going to take boldness to compete with the likes of a Tesla. Ford unveiled the newly redesigned 2020 Explorer. So it includes some extra features and creature comforts, as they're likely known. What's a creature comfort? Why is it called a creature comfort? But uh, the Copilot 360 provides driver assistance to avoid collisions. Uh, Just got a new vehicle recently that has a lot of new technology in it. You get used to that stuff. You know, uh, I have a truck that has the side mirror radar thing. I can't imagine ever not having that. It is kind of a creature comfort, isn't it? Ford increased the towing capacity by 66% while making the Explorer lighter and more fuel efficient. Good for them. Some innovation happening. That's the nice thing about competition. When there's a death of competition, not a lot of innovation. Don't have to. For years, Ford, GM... Chrysler were able to sit back and be fat cats because they can out-manufacture people. They didn't have to innovate as much. It's kind of sad. you know. We've seen massive changes happening in technology. Phones get smaller, cheaper, faster. Computers get smaller, cheaper, faster. Cars were just kind of like the same old boring cars for a long time. So Bitcoin stumbling. Retail is very, very lumpy during the holiday season, but retail is changing a lot the way people shop. American Airlines has lowered their 2018 guidance, telling me things aren't flowing over the top good. They're okay. China reported weaker than expected inflation, which means their economy is weakening. There's no sign of compromise on the wall or the government shutdown, and it's going to become the longest one ever soon. 20 days, 21 days. I know. we got to break records, even if they're bad records, right? Breaking records is what it's all about. It's like that radio station in Cincinnati that blew up records. Uh, They blew up disco records on a baseball field, not realizing that baseball is played on grass and explosions on grass are a bad idea. But radio station promos are awesome. We don't live in the day and age that we used to. Remember, hey, let's get as many people to a phone booth as possible. Phone booth Olympics. And uh, we'll give everyone who shows up one (laughs) dollar. It's like people go crazy for a dollar. Right. Anyhow, global growth concerns are still out there. France reported a surprise 1.3% decline in November industrial production, so the factories aren't firing up because the demand's not there for product. Producers produce product. No product, no producing. 
No producing, no production. No production, no overtime hours, no hours cut staff. Would it be annoying if I talked in that kind of cadence every single day? China experiencing first yearly drop in auto sales in 20 years. No auto sales. <laughs> I can't even keep up with it. How no auto sales. you say that? Lower auto sales equals slower economy. Slower economy equals layoffs. Layoffs equals political unrest. Political unrest means we get another Donald Trump in office. So we're kind of stuck right now. We're looking for catalysts. First-time unemployment claims were, you know, again, solid, 216,000. Um, that's a very low number. Any number under 350,000 is pretty good for the U.S. economy, so that's a real low number. Fed Chairman Powell is going to be speaking today at the Economic Club of Washington. We're going to pay a lot of attention to that. That comes up right around 9.45 Pacific time. That may be a story shaper for the rest of the week on Wall Street. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up Thursday, the 24th of January in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Great parking, great venue. Lots of information with CFP, Chad Burton, and myself. You can find out more about what's going to be talked about by going to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, and use the code RADIO25 to get into the event. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's a new year. It's starting off with an interesting storyline. What's going to happen with the government shutdown? What's going to happen with China? What's going to happen when we're going to see job cuts? If we're starting to see weakness from names like Apple and Macy's, what's going to happen? Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk a little bit about 2019, a new year. Do the same rules apply, CFP Chad Burton? Do we just keep socking away money and moving towards retirement? No, absolutely. Keep stocking away money. Um, if, if the market declines and you're trying to save for your retirement, that's a better buying opportunity for you. It's, it's the same. We've had government shutdowns in the past. We all remember it with different presidents. The story happens over and over and over and over again. It's just different actors, different play names. It's kind of like all the movies that we see coming out now, Rob, are the same movies that we saw when we were you know, kids. It just, there's no new ideas, right? It's just the same new movie. The same movie is being redone by different actors. So, taking a look at the start of the year, I mentioned this yesterday, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, but December, we kind of got worried about China. We kind of got worried about the shutdown. We kind of got worried about the wall. And, like, we were very worried in December. It was a very disturbing market. Um, But January's kind of started off with a little bit of optimism, like, oh, maybe we will fix some of these things, like cheap oil and... Um, what's going on with China, what's going on with the wall, what's going on with the shutdown. Are, are you feeling the optimism? Or are you feeling the – what are you feeling? Well, the, the pessimism got wrapped up in the tax loss harvesting at the end of the year. So okay. people got freaked out. They saw people harvesting losses on portfolios, which they hadn't seen for several years, which is pretty normal near the end of the year. And so it created a little bit of a panic mode. And then the same money managers, pension funds, are all rebalancing and buying what they're low on at the beginning of the year. So from the December sell-off, which you kind of saw stop around, um, you know, right around Christmas Eve, right? 
Um, the markets by the 10th is up 9%. S&P 500 is up 9% or so from there. So people that capitulated and panicked and acted emotionally are, have lost out on a 9% run-up. Um, but the way that people were feeling, Rob, is like, oh, we're going to go into recession and the feds are going to continue to raise interest rates. That's not going to happen. They're going to pay attention to the data. You had bad communication, though. You had Powell talking about one thing, and then the minutes came out, and the minutes show that the feds are a little bit more cautious than what they talked about. Um, and they were really written prior to the speech. So, you know, it's recessions come and go. Economic cycles are okay. part of life, and you just got to continue to invest. So resetting for the new year, we're going to digest the news, and we're going to listen to shows like yours and mine. Uh, you do Tuesday, Wednesday, and today you did Thursday, uh, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. hour on KDOW. People can listen to you. They can get a podcast by going to newfocusfinancial.com and sign up for your podcast. It'll automatically show up for you. Uh, but also, we got a seminar coming up on the 24th of January in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 30. People can learn more, get some downloads, sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25. Let's talk about the 401k rules. I'm stoked, Chad. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound stupid, but I turned 50 last year, and I get to put in $6,000 more than you in retirement this year, and I get to stick my tongue out at you. <laughs> is that fair? Is that yeah. one of the perks of being 50? I can still run faster than you, so there we go. Oh, I'm a dead man if I ever have to outrun anyone at this point. <laughs> yeah, if you and me come up yeah, on a bear in the woods, you're going to live, because <laughs> that bear's going to get me long before he gets you. He's got a he's got a good meal in front of him. Uh, yeah, the four hundred one k limits go up for everybody. So you can now put instead of eighteen thousand five hundred, everybody can put in nineteen thousand dollars into their four hundred one k, and the catch up awesome. is six thousand dollars. So now you can put twenty five grand into your four hundred one k if you're going to be fifty or older by December thirty first of this year. So people kind of need to reset. They need to go back and say, if my plan is maxing out my four hundred one k, if you're going to be under fifty. It's that's if you're paid every two weeks, that's about seven hundred and thirty dollars and seventy seven cents a paycheck. Or if you're over fifty, that's about nine hundred and sixty one dollars and fifty three cents a paycheck. Um, and so people need to just kind of reset their withholding on their paychecks to make sure that they get to the new max. Um, and so we've got a lot of opportunities. And then uh, IRAs and Roth IRAs, the limits are higher as well. Instead of fifty five hundred, it's now six thousand. And if you're going to be 50 or older by the end of the year, you can now put in $7,000 into a Roth. Um, So we have some major saving strategies that are available out there. So many things you can do before you even need to really hire anybody. Um, So get those things maxed out, change your withholding so that you're on track for the end of the year. Yeah, You mentioned uh, before you hire someone, don't you have a document about things you should do before you hire? I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh oh. Sounds like a technical glitch. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Barely. There we go. Now I got you. Ah, got me back. I was just about to plug you out. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, we're going to talk about some of these strategies at the seminar, January 24th, in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. But don't you have a document on your webpage, newfocusfinancial.com, where people could do th- learn to do things before they hire a CFP? Because you just brought that up. Yeah, and we're going to actually update it a little bit here recently for the new mega, not the new, but the, the mega Roth IRA that's now an option. But it talks about, let's say you're younger, you're starting out, max out the 401k, do the Roth IRA. If you can continue to save for, save more, then max out that 401k at nineteen grand. It talks about the 
backdoor Roth IRA. Then there's these people that, you know, they get into their 50s and they're really trying to catch up. The kids are out of college. They can put after-tax dollars into some of the 401k plans out there each year and and get, you know, 15, 20, 30,000 into the Roth side of the 401k. So look out for what's called a mega Roth IRA option at your company's 401k. Good stuff. That's kind of a a fun word to say out loud, right? Mega Roth. What is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. What do I need to know more about the Mega Roth? Well, so if if you're wondering, okay, how do I get more money into the 401k plan? Because there's actually a federal limit of fifty six thousand dollars between your contribution, the employer contribution, and then potential after tax contributions. Um, okay. And people, a lot of people that have that option also have RSUs. So those RSUs vest. There's no reason to hold them. Sell them. Use that money to either fund Roths or the Mega Roths in your company 401k plan, which companies like Apple, Cisco, Microsoft, they all have them now. You know what's interesting, Chad? And I say this with like respect. I never knew how complicated financial planning was until I met you because I think a media kind of portrays it as, well, you save money and then you retire. But you're talking about Mega Roth IRAs, backdoor conversions, vesting RSUs. There's a, it's pretty complicated, but you stay on top of this, right? Absolutely. I love it. Oh, good stuff. Um, Music's playing, so let me plug you. People can listen to you Tuesday, Wednesday, and sometimes Thursdays at 6 a.m. They can get the podcast of CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com at Apple or his website, newfocusfinancial.com. You can also come to the seminar January 24th, 630 to 830. It's incredibly social. It's easy parking. It's Palo Alto. Heads will not roll. Heads will be fun. Um, it's going to be talking markets, retirement strategies, income strategies, wealth strategies, and much, much more. Sign up at New Focus Financial. Use the code RADIO25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Millennials make my job more interesting and more difficult. We're doing more and more shopping online, so it's really tough to get a a good pulse on the most important quarter of the year, the fourth quarter for shopping. And that's a big driver of our economy. Millennials make it tough because they're using their phone for just about everything, which is interesting. And it changes the habits. And again, I was done with my Christmas shopping basically on Black Friday, so... If someone like Macy's were to say, hey, we had a gr- Rob spent more this year than ever before, maybe he'll continue spending. They're wrong. So millennials make it difficult. I know a millennial who's shorting Apple because he thinks they're a pompous and arrogant company. Not because they're making record profits. Not because they have problems in China. And that seems to be snowballing as China gets stronger in the big picture over time. It's um, something we'll talk about. You know, one area where millennials really threw me last year, uh, Bitcoin. 2017, just a crazy year for Bitcoin. 2018, not so much. 2019, not starting out great either. Bitcoin erased gains from its jump above 4,000 over the weekend, dropping 6% today. It's not my kind of, it's not my kind of asset. And I can be wrong. And trust me, it's painful when you're wrong. Do you know how many times in my life I said, oh, Amazon looks expensive over the last 20 years? Whoopsie. So analysts aren't really seeing a lot going on with Bitcoin. There's not a lot of great analysts covering Bitcoin. And thus, it's tough to determine pricing for Bitcoin, in my opinion. So 
there was a big surge last week. There's a uh, huge exodus today. Be very cautious. But I know some people, uh, some millennials, who think Bitcoin is the second coming of the dollar, which isn't the worst way of looking at it as an alternative currency to the dollar. If you think the United States is heading down a trail of always issuing more debt and weakening the dollar and the appeal for it, then you get something that's finite, like Bitcoin. There's a story there. It's not my story. It's like the cannabis stocks, the marijuana stocks. One of the problems the marijuana industry is going to face is it's not difficult to grow weed. I've got a little bit of grass, not marijuana. I've got a little bit of the grass on the lawn grass, right? And every year I deal with, you know, crabgrass or something else. Weeds, they're not that difficult to grow. And marijuana is a weed, right? Weed. You're saying, oh, I never looked at it that way. So one analyst, a guy named Jeff Vinnick, I wouldn't even call him an analyst. I would call him a former king of, of fidelity. That's worthy of note because he's not exactly coming to this naively. He says cannabis stocks are a bad idea. Nobody's going to make money. I think if you want to own a cannabis stock because of the idea of more and more states opening up their, their laws for either medicinal or recreational use, and let's tax it. You know, you're seeing people out of New York saying our subways are in, in perilous condition. Let's, let's legalize marijuana and have the profits, the taxes go to our, our subways, our infrastructure. Government's not doing it. Federal government's not doing it right now. They're focused on building a wall. So more and more states are going to come on, and I get it. But it's very overhyped at this point in time, and I would just be cautious. It doesn't mean you can't trade them. It doesn't mean you can't hit a home run and then take half off the table and let it ride. So again, that's going to be up to you. But keep in mind, the margins are not going to be awesome in the people that grow it. In some of the biotech companies that are trying to figure out using the ingredients inside of marijuana for things like glaucoma and pain relief, when you see the industry that we have that's killing people in America, our pharmaceuticals are just getting more and more powerful, trying to get something that's kind of marijuana may, may not be that bad of an idea, right? So the opioid addictions, uh, you're seeing the medical community really embrace marijuana. Uh, so companies like Tilroy are very interesting. Companies like Canopy Growth, maybe not so much. Because, again, they're more of a grower. The alcohol and beverage companies, who are going to be infusing some drinks, like Sleepy Time Coca-Cola, and the active ingredient is tied towards marijuana. And, you know, some people get really sleepy on marijuana. You're going to see Coca-Cola do that because they need to sell beverages, and they'll sell water, they'll sell orange juice, they'll sell soda, they'll sell diet soda, they'll sell monster caffeine drinks, they'll sell anything they can sell in a package. Right? Are you with me against me? So Jeff Fennick, not a big fan of cannabis stocks. And he was a great investor in his day. Now what's interesting about him, he's also talking about, he ran the Fidelity's Magellan Fund, I should mention that. And then he left that and started his own asset management company. Um... He returned 17% annually from the mid-90s to 2013. That's pretty darn good. So when he talks, he listen, right? It's not an E.F. Hutton commercial, but it's pretty darn close. I know you're saying, E.F. Hutton commercial? Mm, you'll just have to trust me on that one. So Vinick is on CNBC today, 
And a lot of quotes are coming out from him. And let me paraphrase one or two here for you. He obviously uh, is good for a soundbite. So you have to be cautious on that. He's also resurrecting his hedge fund, which you have to be cautious that he's promoting his business. That's the big problem that I have with CNBC versus Bloomberg. Bloomberg gives the analyst time to talk. CNBC gives you seconds to create a soundbite. So, but Vinick's saying today, I think we're in a secular bull market. Wait, 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 what? He thinks we have another 10 years to go based on good economic growth and low inflation, which is pretty interesting at this point in time. When you're trying to find the negatives in our economy, you're not seeing a lot of inflation and you are seeing people with jobs. But again, jobs are a lagging indicator. And jobs should create inflation, whether it be wage inflation, which seats into a company's bottom line. Biggest cost of business is doing labor, right? So Vinick's upbeat prediction basically comes on the end, you know, one of the longest bull markets in history. And a lot of people say, are we in the eighth inning or ninth inning? He says we're in the fourth and a half inning or maybe the bottom of the top of the fifth kind of thing, like halfway. Really? I know you're saying fourth and a half. You don't watch a lot of baseball, do you, Rob? The fourth and a half inning. That's right. And I'm sticking to it. Did you see Oracle paying $200 million for the naming rights to AT&T Park? Okay, now this is going to sound like really bad analysis, but you could probably do pretty well investing in sponsors of sporting events. I know you're saying, are you kidding right now? The, the one that jumps out to my mind, and again, they're not all great, because I know that there is that flooring company. That, um, I'm not going to mention their names, but some of their wood was tainted. Uh, created in China. And flooring obviously makes big money if you've ever replaced a floor. But Oracle jumping in and uh, just kind of reminds me, you have to have some big money to, to throw down $200 million on naming rights, right? But it is in the heart of the Bay Area. It is in, the, in you know, tech. So to get that name recognition, I, they're going to put in a new um, Jumbotron. And um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be state-of-the-art because millennials, going back to millennials, have to have state-of-the-art things going on in their, their little pea-sized brains um, that you know are shiny objects. So they're going to get a new scoreboard. And you know what the scoreboard's going to be called? I, if Oracle's going to do Oracle Park, do you get the feeling it might be Oracle Vision? Let's take our lies out to Oracle Vision. Okay, so I have a theory that if you were to invest in halftime show sponsors, the Visa halftime show, Fox, right? football games, right? If you were to invest in sponsors or at least start your research there, or even go to NASCAR, there's an index, believe this or not, of NASCAR investments, companies that throw their names onto the cars, because lots and lots of Americans see those brands and those brands are consumed. I don't know how much you should put your hard-earned money into strategies like Dogs of the Dow or sponsors or SIN stocks, or stocks tied towards NASCAR. But I do want you thinking everything is about money. Everything. Right? Are you with me against me? Because this is a civil war, and you have to choose a side. You can't be all wishy-washy. Everything is about money. So, back to Jeffrey Vinnick. I have no problem with you drawing from the best of the best. 
one of the people I used to listen to when I was just getting in the business is still in the business. His name's Phil Orlando. And I think he's with a company called Federated. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I used to talk to him once a week and just pick his brain about the stock market. Love finding people that you can, you know, Scott Galloway from New York University. Love finding people that gives you a good, solid voice into the thinking. You know, uh, Vinick was great at what he did because he, he focused his whole career on thinking about investments. I have no problem with you focusing on someone other than me. Just be careful and understand, like, Vinick's pushing his hedge fund, and he's saying it's pretty spectacular stuff, but he's not going to be there to hold your hand when things go bad. But he is saying good old-fashioned stock picking may be beating index indexing this year. I don't disagree with that. It's a market of stocks, not a stock market. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up. Holy mackerel. January 24th, Thursday, 630 to 8.30. It's going to be in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. 630 to 8.30. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So Apple stock is looking for a catalyst. Better iPhone sales or a big pickup in services seems to be what people are betting on. So right now it is stuck until they could show Wall Street that the iPhone is 60% of their sales. They need to show Wall Street, look, we could do something different. We could make money in other ways. The strategy of raising prices or rising prices, um, it's great if you're a luxury item and people feel that they have to have you. I'm not sure that that's necessarily... I'll stick with Apple phones, but I may hold on to that $1,000 phone a little bit longer. And that's not the way they wanted it to play out. So I own shares of Apple. I probably own too many shares of Apple. They have a $1.3 billion ecosystem that so far has worked for me. And tons of uses when you have 1.3 billion people in that ecosystem. When you get a second home and you want to show your kids Star Wars and you get all nostalgic over the holiday season, you're going to watch all nine of them and you, you know how to watch them, what order they should be in. Not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, 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 no. And skip the solo movie altogether. But when you buy it, it's there. It's same thing with Amazon. So it's kind of nice. And I was thinking about that the other day. Think of how many YouTube videos we've created in the world and how many YouTube videos are created every day. It blows my mind that those are being stored somewhere for free. So back when I was doing a TV show every single day, I was putting clips of it up. Um, and I'm probably do something more with Facebook in the future and something more with YouTube again. But right now I'm kind of focusing on radio and television. Um, but think of all those files being stored. Wow. I've got stuff up there from 20 years. Well, not 20 years ago, but like all my emails from Yahoo 20 years ago, I still have saved. I used Yahoo as a storage company for me for years. If I had photos I want to save, I just uploaded them to, to put them into Yahoo, right? It's a lot of storage. It just goes and does nothing. So government shutdown, it's going to affect our security more and more. It's going to, exp- not just security on planes. Our ports are a big one. But also our food. Uh-oh. I'm so disgusted with food. I've got something growing in my mouth right now. It's not supposed to be growing. I've got some sort of allergic reaction going on. Not, ah. not cool. Not cool. 
So Dan Niles is in the news today. I want to continue to beat up on Apple for a bit. Dan Niles is a pretty famous investor, and he thinks he's shorting Apple, and he thinks it's going to continue to go lower until they get a system in place to deal with what they did incorrectly with China and how China's starting to pass the United States, economically speaking. I know some a couple that travels to China all the time, and they've come back petrified for their ch- children's future because they see how aggressively uh, education is being pushed in China. Interesting to note, right? And they've got kids, and they see the correlation. So Dan Niles is shorting Apple, and that's important because Dan Niles was a super big important investor back in the 1990s and 2000s with tech commentary. So we paid attention to it. So Apple analysts have let their clients down, in my opinion, because when things were good, they, they tend to follow the herd, follow the crowd of each other. And there's been a precipitous fall that has taken a ton of value out, $400 plus billion out of Apple. Um, not that many outright sells or underweights on the stock when it was at an all-time high. So analysts kind of bumbled it. With that being said, big seminar coming up in January. You can get January 24th in Palo Alto. Take off work if you work nights because it's 630 to 830. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use code Radio25 to get in for free. Speaking of free, I've got two giveaways of four tickets today. Two. Not one, but two. For the Harlem Globetrotters Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Monday, January 21st at SAP Center in San Jose. Winning. The Harlem Globetrotters return to the Bay Area with six games, January 12th. Through Martin Luther King Day, January 21st. So they're going to split some time between Oracle Arena and SAP Center. You can get in on the action by going to KDOW.biz. Seeing the promotion there, going to Ticketmaster.com, Ticketmaster.com, and pick up tickets for San Jose or the Oracle Arena. San Jose's SAP Center, January 12th through the 21st. Uh, But we have tickets for the game, January 21st, SAP Center in San Jose, MLK Junior Day. Harlem Globetrotters, 800-516-1220. This is what you do on your day off. Gather up a couple co-workers, pack of four, and or maybe a couple kids. Take them to the Harlem Globetrotters. Fun show. As a kid, I always wondered why these guys don't play in the NBA. I don't get it. Why, Why not? Like, if they can uh, dribble under people and do shots from half court, why not? And I, I, there's some sort of magic going on. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's Harlem Globetrotters, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Monday, January 21st. We have two sets of four. Call 800-516-1220 to get your or tickets for the Globetrotters. 800-516-1220 to get your tickets. Um, take a look at the markets kind of wrapping up this hour and just going that we've had a 10% bounce from December 24th. And a lot of people say that's very technical. Time to take a little bit of money off the table. I think it's a new year, and I think you need to look at your portfolio with new fresh eyeballs every year, maybe twice a year, maybe four times a year, and just take a look at your holdings. Max them out. You contribute more this year than last year. Don't be shy about that, especially if you've got more than five years until retirement. Take a look at how much risk you're comfortable with and not comfortable with. Find out more by coming to events 
You can sign up for the event in Palo Alto, January 24th, 6 through 8, 30, at Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.